Welcome to the Culling Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's an honor that you are here, whether you are watching or listening to this episode right now. If this is your first time, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Typically, I upload every Wednesday, but sometimes it could be every other Wednesday or be on a Thursday. So if you subscribe, it will ensure that you do not miss an episode. No matter where today finds you, my hope and my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and a relevant way. And regardless of the difficulties, the hardships, the hurt, the pain, and the uncomfortability that you may be walking through, we have a God that can produce beauty even through the hardest things that we go through. The most broken situations are not irredeemable to our God. So before we jump into today's episode, it'll be an honor for me to pray with and for you as we bring our hearts to God, saying, God, if you do not speak, this is meaningless. I just wasted my time. And so here, let's bring our hearts to the only one that can do something beyond the brokenness. God, help me find the color in this. Grow me even through this. Help me see more of you even through this. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that regardless of the darkness, the brokenness that finds us, that is in us, Lord, that you are stronger and you reign sovereign over even the most ugliest situations in our life. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and that there is nothing restricting us from you besides our own brokenness. And so, Lord, we bring our brokenness to you God, help our hearts be responsive and sensitive to whatever it is that you want to tell us today, whatever it is you want to show us or lead us in today. We need you, we look to you, and we just thank you, Lord, that you are the light that shines brighter than any source of hope or relief in this world. We need you, we look to you, it's in your name we pray and we surrender, amen, amen. On this week's episode, I want to continue from what we were talking about last week. And so if you have not listened to last week's episode, feel free to check that out. The name of it is Dark Thoughts. And I want to continue from what we talked about last week and talk about, okay, we identify, we realize the darkness, the brokenness that is around us. But what do we do with that brokenness? How do we bring it to the light? And so that's what I want to talk about today. There's something that that was mentioned last week that has kind of been standing out to me just personally and in my own life, something that has kind of been kind of rattling in my heart and my mind that the Holy Spirit keeps bringing up. And I wrote down this, if we say that we hate the darkness, we must hate all of it, not just the parts that we don't like. In John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so if he is the way, the truth, and the life, how do we let the light permeate our lives to the point that we walk it out, we walk the light out, we are conduits of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven? The passage that came to my mind to start off today's episode is Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 23. And this is what Jesus says to us. He says this, The eye is the lamp of the body, If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I'm going to read this again. This is the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. 
If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Recently, I had a friend reach out to me who had a dream that has been troubling him. Within this dream, he was within his house and he goes to the door and he opens it up and there's this dark figure that is there on his porch and it was unrecognizable. You couldn't really tell out who it was. And also within the dream, that figure tells him not to wake up, to stay asleep. And as I was just thinking about this dream that my friend shared with me and he was just kind of asking me, he's like, Jonah, is there anything that kind of comes to your mind? The first thing that came to my mind was many dreams that I've had through the years that are very similar to this. And my mind immediately went to the fact that within your home, that's where you feel the safest. That's where you're able to let your guard down. You're able to find sanctuary. But within this dream, that dark figure was not only there at his home, but on his porch. And I proceeded to tell my friend that I feel that maybe this dream is warning you that there are demons that you are entertaining. And as I think about this dream that my friend had, I think about my own person, and I know within my life that there are demons that I have entertained, and there are demons that currently I entertain through my thoughts, through my behavior, through the meditations of my heart. It kind of brought a soberness to my heart and my mind. We have no idea the demons that we entertain when we give ourselves over to our brokenness. Instead of just looking at the things that we do or the things that we think about, instead of just thinking about it flippantly, God's word tells us the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? How great is that darkness? The Bible talks about how sometimes we can entertain angels unaware But so often, I don't think about the whole reality that we can also entertain demons unaware. And so before we go on a witch hunt trying to figure out what is demons and what is not, that's not the purpose of this episode. This episode is to bring awareness to us that there is a war going on above our head that so often we don't even give consideration to. And instead of having those dark thoughts that we entertain and meditate and we act and manifest, we can entertain the thoughts of light the soberness of his word. Let it penetrate the darkest parts of our lives. And through Jesus, we are able to combat that darkness with light. But I wanted to kind of continue from what we talked about last week, right after the Jews go back from Persia to Jerusalem, they had a lot of threats upon them, a lot of bandits, a lot of people that could have killed them or robbed them on their way. But the Lord protected them from Persia all the way down to Jerusalem. And so they have this celebration of sacrifices to God, and they're just celebrating the reality that they are back in Jerusalem. They are back at the temple. And as they're having the celebration, this is where Ezra chapter 9 picks up. It's pretty much at the aftermath of the celebration, right after they sacrificed, and they had all of these things devoted to the Lord. And this is what it says in Ezra chapter 9, verse 1. When the sacrifices had been done, the Jewish leaders came to me and said, Many of the people of Israel and even some of the priests and Levites have not kept themselves separate from the other people living in the land. They have taken up the detestable practices of those people. And this is uh, later on in verse 2, it says this, Worse yet, the leaders and officials have led the way in this outrage. 
When I heard this, I tore my cloak and my shirt, pulled my hair from my head and beard, and sat down, utterly shocked. It goes on in verse 4 to say this, And I sat there, utterly appalled, until the time of evening sacrifice. So right now, we find ourselves in a point where Ezra is face-to-face with the reality that the same people that were set apart to be mediators between them and God, those same people are adopting and practicing some of the same brokenness, some of the same darkness that got them in this mess to begin with. And so Ezra, even though he just led all of these exiles from Persia back home, that the problems that got them exiled to begin with are still there. And Ezra is broken. He knows the gravity of what's about to happen. That if the root of the problem of brokenness and darkness isn't addressed, it will continue and continue and continue. And when you've experienced brokenness enough, you don't want to continue the cycle of brokenness anymore. And his heart is broken because he realizes that the problem is still there. And then he goes on to say this in verse 5. At the time of sacrifice, the next sacrifice that was to be performed, I stood up from where I sat in the morning with my clothes torn. I fell to my knees and lifted my hands to the Lord my God, and I prayed, Oh my God, I am utterly ashamed. I am utterly ashamed. He goes on to say the prophets were right. They've said that if if we continue the cycle, that this will be the results. The wages of sin is death, and so if we continue sin, then we will be broken. We will continue this brokenness cycle. And then he goes on to say this in verse nine. He says this, for we were slaves, but in his unfailing love, our God did not abandon us to our slavery. Within this passage, Ezra finds himself face to face with brokenness, not just the brokenness that is around him, but the brokenness that is within him. He's not just looking at all the nations around him that are broken. He's not just pointing fingers to the brokenness. The brokenness has found him and his people, and he is taking personal accountability for what has happened, and his heart is broken. Ezra understood that despite their brokenness, the light of God overcomes. Ezra understood in Ezra chapter 9, verse 9, he said, we've given ourselves over as slaves, but your unfailing love did not abandon us. Ezra looked forward to the hope that Christ offers. And that hope is a heart that is surrounded by light that regardless of the darkness, that darkness cannot overcome. And this made me think about a passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 where Paul has a very similar moment. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Paul says this, You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are servants for Jesus's sake. For God who said, let there be light in darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so that we will know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, 
but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be seen in our bodies. When we surrender ourselves to Jesus, when we say, Lord, my body, my mind, the meditations of my heart is yours. When we are obedient and surrender to our God, when that happens, we receive a great treasure through the Holy Spirit that enables us to have strength despite the brokenness. We are able to have a light despite the darkness. And as he said in verse seven, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We don't just talk about the light as a concept, but we live with the light leading us through Jesus. This is tangible. We can experience the light in our lives through a submission to Christ. And even though there are moments through our fragility where we entertain demons, where we allow those dark thoughts in our mind, in our heart, even though there are moments of weakness, our God is stronger than our moments of weakness. And he prevails even through those moments of brokenness. Our God is stronger than the container which he dwells in, being us. He is stronger than us. He is able to overcome the darkness in ways that we can't even imagine. When we realize that despite our fragility, despite our brokenness, God loves us, that should provoke a passion within us to follow him even more, to surrender even more, to trust him even more. When you realize that you have been loved much, the scripture tells us that we will love much. When you've experienced the compassion, the love, the mercy, the forgiveness of God through Christ, that's what enables us to be different than the brokenness. That's what gives us that passion to not just give ourselves over to brokenness and darkness anymore. When there's those dark figures that are at our porch, the demons that, that come near to us in our homes, in our beds, in our hearts, in our minds, in our desires, when that paper airplane flies and lands in the temple of our mind, there's a passion that comes through surrender and obedience and the love and the mercy of God that will enable us to take that paper airplane and throw it back. And whatever is pure, true, noble, honorable, lovely, those are the things that we replace the dark thoughts with in order for us to live that light out. Sometimes we can be so disgusted by the darkness that is around us or even within us that we handicap ourselves, we handcuff ourselves to our circumstances. We handcuff ourselves to our ability or lack of ability. We handcuff ourselves to our own strength. But heavy heart, 
Paul is telling us right here, the way that we are pressed on every side but not crushed, the way that we are perplexed but not driven to despair, hunted down but not abandoned by God, the way that we have a light in the midst of our difficulties, the way that we have a hope in the midst of our brokenness is through Jesus, is through Jesus, is fixing our hearts and our minds on the reality that God, you are stronger, you are greater than any of this. There are so many nights, there are so many times that I forget in my fragility, I forget that the sun will always rise. I get so lost in my circumstances that I forget the greatness of my God. I forget what Christ did on the cross. I forget the love that he has for me. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In my fragility, there are moments where that becomes cliche and I don't dwell on the reality that this is real, that my God is real and he is faithful. He is able to complete the good work that he has begun within me. But even in those dark nights, Even in those dark nights, my God is still the same. Our God is still the same. No matter the demons that we entertain, our God is stronger. But may we surrender. May we be honest and say, God, I'm giving myself over to the kingdom of darkness, but no more. Why? Because you are greater. You are greater. That there's a light in you that no light of this world or artificial light of this world, or mirage of this world can produce. That there is a hope in you that goes beyond my circumstances. There is a peace that goes beyond my understanding, and that is found in you. That is found in you. I also think about this passage in Psalms 139, specifically verse 7. and This is what it says. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the furthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Heavy heart, even darkness cannot hide us from our God. We are loved. We are loved. And our God is faithful to complete the good work that he has begun in us. The kingdom of darkness will not win. Will not win. But may we be instruments. May we be conduits of a light that is greater than any, any, anything of this world. May we not entertain demons by the meditations of our heart, of our mind, of our eye. Going back to the verse that we started all this out with, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, 23. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? May we not fix our eyes upon our brokenness, our circumstances, our failures, our weaknesses. May we live out Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 down to verse 2. 
Therefore, since we have had many, 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 many people, not only in the scripture, but even outside of scripture, that have fixed their eyes upon Jesus and run the race well, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and sin that so easily entangles, and let us run the race with endurance, the race set before us. Let us fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There is no doubt in my mind that there are many people that are watching or listening to this and you are like me. Through the shame of our brokenness, we can fix our eyes down and be downcast. But may we fix our eyes up. May the thoughts that permeate us be the light that is greater than anything this world can offer. And through the light of the truth of the word of God, may we have a boldness and a courage to follow Christ no matter where he leads, to not let our circumstances or the brokenness define us, but to be defined by the resurrected Savior, to let the light within us brightly shine for others to see, not to point to ourselves, but to point towards Christ. He is the author and the perfecter of the faith that we hold. Anything good within me is through Christ. When we have that humility, when we have that mindset, when we have that sober heart to say, God, it is through you that I'm able to have purpose, to have hope, that is through you. When we live our lives, not pointing others to ourselves, but pointing others to Jesus, we are letting that light shine brightly in such a dark world. Jesus, we thank you that you are stronger. You are stronger than any darkness. Why? Because you are the light of the world. Jesus, help us not be so overwhelmed by darkness that we put our eyes and our mind and our heart down. But may we lift our eyes to you. Jesus, may we fall so deeply in love with you. May the friendship that we have with you through surrender and submission to you and to your word. May the friendship and the intimacy that we have sustain us through the dark nights, through the hard moments. Jesus, you are on the throne. You are on the throne. Be on the throne of our hearts as well. God, help us not give ourselves over to the lies of the enemy, the empty threats of the enemy. Those that you have set free are free indeed. Jesus, may we live this freedom out. May we cling so tightly to your everlasting arms, your constant love, your faithfulness, your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace, your purpose, your hope. May we cling to your word and let it be the anchor to our hearts, to our lives. Lord, I pray for those that right now are going through hardships or traumas or difficulties or confusion and they feel so scared and so trapped. Lord, overwhelm them with light, the light of your truth of your word. Holy Spirit, help us cling to you knowing that you are our strength. You love to use fragile clay jars in order for others to see you in a way that can only be seen through brokenness, through humility, through honesty, through transparency, 
Lord, help us not put on these facades that we have it all together. But Lord, may we point to you who does. Jesus, it's not about us. Help us, help us. We need you. Great light, shine, shine. Shine around us and shine through us. May we be overcome by the light that is stronger, brighter than us. It's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Sometimes at night when I am afraid I cover my eyes and I cover my shame
my heart.